Hello, and welcome to another edition of Team Donico, Helping Pets and Their People. I'm Marilyn Milano, your host for this show. And we have the pleasure of talking to two wonderful people who are very influential and helpful with Team Donico. The first person we're going to be talking to is Marty Casey, who, if you have listened in before, you know that she is the president of the board of directors and is a huge driving force behind so much of the good that they are doing and, and what they have done. And then we will be talking with Marsha Barrett, who is a veterinary practice manager for Donico Pet Clinic, a licensed vet technician. And her strong sense of business is what has made it possible in many ways for Donico to keep doing what they're doing and deliver high quality, comprehensive care that the clinic is known for. So this should be a very interesting show today, some personal stories, some very informative uh, uh, statements that you can learn more about by visiting donico.org, D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org. That's their website. You can always go there if you need to learn more. We will be right back with our guests, Marty and Marcia, in just a moment. We'll take a short pause. I am Marilyn Milano, your host. This is Team Donico, helping pets and their people. Donico Pet Clinic provides comprehensive care for the animals of people in need. Funded by donations and powered by volunteers, Donico Pet Clinic keeps overhead to a minimum to ensure healing is at a maximum. Hi, this is Marty. Please help Team Donico make a difference in the lives of pets and their people. Volunteer or donate today. Donico Pet Clinic. Log on to donico.org. That's D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E. Welcome back to Team Donico, helping pets and their people. And I'm always so pleased to have Marty Casey here to spend some time with us and to uh, give us a little bit of the backstory and what's going on now. And so today, you know, Marty didn't always have dogs. And when she got her first dog 17 years ago, it changed her life and it changed the direction of her life and it led to everything that she is doing and has done with Donny Co. So first of all, Marty, welcome and thank you again for spending some time here with us today. Thank you. It's my pleasure. And I'm so glad that I have the time to follow up. Last last month, I think we, we heard from Pascal and Fallon and really about that incredible bond that can develop between a human and an animal. And I started to reflect, as we all do at the beginning of a new year, about my story and about how I developed that bond that was so surprising to me, and it has really changed my life. I had never wanted a dog. I didn't grow up with dogs. I didn't really grow up with pets. I just, I didn't understand the bond that could be created between a human and an animal. Well, uh, my husband did understand that, and he wanted to get a dog. I was, nope, nope, don't want a dog, don't want a dog, just really no. We had a neighbor and friend that had this cute little dog that I fell in love with, and that dog's name was Poochie. And I said, if I could get a dog just like Poochie, I would be fine. I will get a dog. Well, one of our neighbor's friends said that dog was half Portuguese Podengo Pequeno, which is a breed that comes from Portugal and is in America, but there aren't that many of them. I told my husband that if we could get one of those dogs, then we should get a dog, thinking we'd never find it. 
So here I am, a committed dog lover now. Um, we found the Portuguese Pedango Pequeno. It's a little dog that looks a little bit like a mix between a Chihuahua and a Corgi. And ours was, we named her Puff. Puff as in Puff the Magic Doggy. Because she was just so magical running around our house and taking over our lives. <laughs> um, so once it took me a while to bond, as you can imagine, I was confirmed that I was not going to be, you know, at the throes of some animal's whims. Well, that didn't last very long. I got really ill. My husband was out of town on a business trip and I got really ill with a flu. It was just a nasty, I, rem I know now people say, oh, it's just the flu, but I remember it was a nasty case of the flu. Mm -hmm. And little Puff, who was such a tiny puppy at that time, really just stood by my side. She had never slept through the night before, but she made sure that she could sleep through the night and not wake me up. And she was just there with me the whole time it was and that bond was was created as time went on you know i became more and more of an animal lover and um i became more and more bonded with this little creature and she had some health problems um i think sometimes you know maybe it was the breeding or whatever but she had some health problems and we always you know we took really good care of her and that I think is a lot of the reason that she was able to live such a long and healthy life. And when um, all of a sudden it dawned on me that not everybody can, you know, I started to look at some of the veterinarian bills and I'm like, wow, mm -hmm. this is, this can be expensive. Uh -huh. And, and I'm like, yes, this is expensive. <laughs> and I thought I knew how much I love my dog. And all of a sudden I started to think about the people that couldn't get that important vet care and had to make just unimaginable decisions and, and see suffering. And I said to myself, there is no reason that every animal shouldn't have adequate vet care so they can live a healthy life. And I also stopped eating meat. It was a combination of a book that I read and then having pop and I was, I don't want to eat animals anymore. Um, so it, that was really the beginning of my life and my purpose changing quite a bit. Once I became a confirmed animal lover, I um, also saw what was going on in our city and the homelessness crisis became much more apparent. And I think we've, probably all experience the time we we see someone who is out in the street visibly cold vulnerable and i would always just get something in the pit of my stomach and i wouldn't know what i could do i would think well what can i do i'm a terrible cook by the way so i couldn't get the food <laughs> um and i just wondered what could i do to help so that was always with me um then i would see people with their pets and I thought how important that pet was because I knew what mine had done for me my dog had done for me and that bond I felt with my dog I realized that you know I was late to the party yes so I was very late to the party but when I got there I was ready to go um 
and of course I don't do anything. I, I jump all in. So when I had the opportunity to volunteer with Donny Co Pet Clinic, I just went all in. I, the mission is just something that is so close to my heart. And when I get the opportunity to talk to our clients and see that love and how they take care of their animal, it really just is something that everybody should see. And I know most of our listeners, if not all of them, have experienced that bond. And I'm preaching to the choir about that incredible bond of of love and acceptance that you get from an animal. But I jumped all into Donico and I got the opportunity to be the board president, which really at that time meant that I was going to be the executive director without pay, which was great because it's just was the perfect thing for me to do. I was able to help animals and make sure that they got the veterinary care that they needed and wouldn't be able to get without our assistance. And that helped their humans. That helped their people probably almost more than anything else we could do except for feed and clothe and shelter. But we could help them with their pets so that they would have that bond with them. That's just so heartwarming, Marty. And I mean, you're right. Many times people in that situation, their pet is what they have. That's the only living being that cares about them. It gives them a reason to get up and keep going. I think what's fascinating about your story is that, I mean, a, a lot of people seem to be born dog lovers. I mean, at two years old, I was sleeping with a bed full of stuffed animals. And <laughs> or I think I was born a crazy dog lady in a little body. I love the fact that as someone who did not want a dog, this dog was able to worm its way into your heart and not only turn you into uh, a bona fide dog person, but actually, I mean, now here you are working to help animals and their people. I don't think a lot of people understand the way a dog can get under your skin and into your heart. And I think a lot of people may be afraid to, to let them in, but you cannot buy that kind of love and you cannot no. that kind of devotion. And uh, I did not know this about you until, uh, you know, we talked today. So I think number one, you know, if you're part of a partnership and your spouse or partner would like to get an animal, I mean, be open to it. Even if you think you don't like dogs or cats, be open to it because look what happened to Marty. And you could wind up uh, the president of a board at a charity someplace doing good work in the world. And even if you just wind up being the best pet person or pet parent ever, I think it's still so worthwhile. So, um, you know, Marty, I love this story. We're getting to the point where we're going to need to take a short break. We've got about a minute. So I just wondered if there's anything else you'd like to add or to say to our listeners. Well, I just want to say I, and I lost Puff probably about 10 days ago after 17 years. Oh I, had my gosh. That part, I had to say that part for last because it's, of course, very hard. But oh. during this time of reflection, I have realized that not only did she just have an impact on my life, she changed, allowed me to now go have an impact for other people. And so, you know, for a little 12 pound dog, I realized, you know, she was a little dog and she, she has, and will continue to have some big impacts. So I know, and I am taking great comfort now in knowing that probably all of our listeners today, all of our donors, all of our volunteers, they get, they get it. They get what this is like to lose some, some, 
something, a sentient being that you love and has been so important to you. Yes. Um, and I, I do take great comfort in that. And so I just really wanted to reflect because now I'm able to say that, you know, that was a really little spoiled dog um, that's having a big impact. And to all the other people out there that have lost a pet, I, you know, it's hard. And because they give you that unconditional love, there's, there's no fighting over who gets, you know, what, who gets the China, who gets this. It's just, you know, it's such a pure love that you've developed with this pet. So, yes, um, it is. And it's a delightful way to think that unconditional love is a delightful thing to celebrate at all times during the year. It so. is. And I mean, just let me say, I'm so sorry for your loss. I lost the dog in October myself. And, uh, I've lost nine now in my adult life. It doesn't get easier, but I always find room to bring in another when the time is right, because they do have such an impact. So Marty, thank you for sharing this wonderful. Thank you for letting me. We are going to take a very short break and come back to talk to Marsha Barron. I'm Marilyn Milano, your host. This is Team Doni Co. Helping Pets and Their People. We will be right back. Hi, this is Marty. Please help Team Donico make a difference in the lives of people and their animals. Donico.org. That's D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org. Welcome back to Team Donico, helping pets and their people. We just heard from Marty Casey and her heartwarming story of how a dog first wormed its way into her life. And now we have the pleasure of talking with Marsha Barrett, who is the veterinary practice manager for Donico Pet Clinic. She's a licensed veterinary technician. And her business sense has been one of the things that has made it possible for Donico to really deliver the high quality, comprehensive care that the clinic is known for. So uh, first of all, welcome, Marsha. Thank you for taking some time to be with us today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Wonderful. So um, first of all, just to be clear and to define it for our listeners who might be interested, what exactly is meant by comprehensive vet care? Our patients get the same level of care they would receive from a regular veterinary clinic. So our doctors do a full exam. We're able to provide wellness and preventative care. Uh, such as vaccines and flea treatments, um, but we can also address any question or concern the pet owner may have, anything from skin issues, eye or ear issues, concerns with teeth, limping, digestive issues, and so on. Okay, and and that's wonderful. I mean, I I think there are still people that probably aren't aware that this is available to them. So, how does what you do differ from other organizations? I know there are you know, lots of organizations that, that help pets and their people, but how is what you are doing different? I think one of the things that sets us apart is that we're able to offer a continuation of care. Uh, if a pet has a newly diagnosed or a chronic illness, such as diabetes or heart disease, uh, for example, we're able to provide the follow-up care needed, whether that's additional lab work or x-rays, uh, and we can also provide long-term medication management. See, that that is just outstanding. I mean, like I said, I just want to shout this from the rooftops and tell people, you know, tell everyone you know, and then donate to this wonderful group, because look at what they are doing for people. So now, 
when a client first reaches out to you, um, how does it work? I mean, what happens when um, when somebody contacts you and then they're actually getting the vet care? Is there like a process? Yeah, um, right now we're we're operating by um, by appointment only. We had to make that shift during the pandemic, and yes. so clients reach us um, by email. And um, if they're a new client, we do the registration process via email, um, just getting basic information on the client and their pet and what they need to be seen for, and then we'll schedule an appointment for um, an upcoming uh, clinic that we have. Um, and then we'll, we see them at our clinic and, and they get an exam that way. So if people want to get more information and connect with you, can they find that on your website, which is donico.org, D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org? Yeah, they can uh, check us out on our website, or they can also uh, send us an email um, for more information, info at donico.org. Okay. Okay. Now, what about when surgery is necessary? How do you determine when that's uh, an issue? And then do you do the surgery at the clinics, or how does that work? Um, after our doctors uh, are finished with their exam, if they've determined that the pet needs a surgery, um, we don't have the ability to do surgeries during our clinics. It's, we, our clinics are, are fairly short and um, we don't have the equipment needed, but we do work with local veterinary clinics. We partner with local veterinary clinics to offer that part of the care. So we make arrangements for a referral and um Get them, get them scheduled for an exam at a at another vet clinic for their surgery. Okay, that that's just that's fantastic. I mean, it's just so great to know that the bases are covered. Uh, do you do you run special tests at the clinics to determine what might be necessary? We do have the ability to do some testing. We're able to do a comprehensive lab work. Um, we can do some uh, eye tests um, to check eye pressures and check tear tests and check for, do a fluorescein stain to check for eye scratches. Um, we can do some ear cytologies. If the pet needs additional diagnostic tests some specific lab work or x-rays, then again, we partner with um, some local veterinary clinics and provide a referral for those additional tests that we're not able to do. And we, we uh, pay the full expense for all of these referrals. That's, that's, again, it's just so heartwarming and so wonderful. And then does that ever involve specialists? Do you use specialists if necessary, like, you know, kidney or heart specialists or bone specialists or anything like that? We do. We do occasionally work with specialists um, to provide things like um, an ultrasound or some eye specialists. The veterinary community is is so generous. So we have um, we have some veterinary partners and, and including specialists that that we work with um, that provide. Oftentimes they provide a, a generous um, discount and they love working with our clients too. It's so rewarding to be able to provide this care to our clients. So um, we, we do provide some specialist care uh, if needed. Okay. Well, I mean, again, I want to yell this from the top of the roof here, except it's got a foot of snow on it today. But um, what I want to say is just that People need to know this. People need to know these services are available to them. And people need to know, everyone needs to know what Donico is doing because it's just so wonderful and so amazing 
that I think there are a lot of people out there who might want to donate. And again, if you want to learn more about what we talked about, you can go to donico.org, D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org. Um, we'll have to be wrapping up in just a moment, but I do want to ask you, what is the most challenging part of what you do, what you do with your job? I think one of the most challenging things for me is, is wanting to do more. You know, we can't, we, we can't do everything. Our, our clinics are, are twice a month and sometimes pets need care in between. And, um, you know, we see requests come in every day and we do, we do what we can to provide as much care as possible, but the times where, where we can't assist and we have to, you know, provide other resources when we can to see if we can help this pet get the care they need. Um, that that's hard for me. I I just, I want to say yes to everything and I want to be able to do everything, but we have limitations too. I know. And you know, usually people who get involved helping in one way or another, whether it's with, with animal issues or something else, it stems from their desire to help. But then as we get into it, we see that the need is huge and we can't possibly do everything. And that can be so frustrating. But what we can do is affect those in our circle. We can spread the word. We can share information. You know, we can work to get donations so we can make it better and better and do more and more. So, uh, Marsha, again, it's been wonderful to have you here. Again, we've been talking with Marsha Barrett, who is the veterinary practice manager for Doni Cope Clinic and uh, licensed vet technician, and again, has been really working with Donico to help coordinate what they're doing and get as much high-quality pet care to these animals as possible. So thank you for being with us today. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Coming up next on the show is a special feature courtesy of your friends at Team Donico. It's Celebrity Pets with Eric Crema. On today's Celebrity Pets, I'm talking with Roger Fisher, rock and roll hall of fame musician about mojo who was a three and a half year old sheepdog poodle mix welcome roger hey hey <laughs> how you doing i'm doing great you started out the day really good you know uh got up at about six o'clock this morning slept in a half hour and nice. uh, i wait until daylight and then mojo he just wants to get outside so we we wait until daylight and then we walk for about three blocks in the local housing place where we live. Mm-hmm. But fortunately we are uh, right next to a nice big woods full of nice big second growth trees. And uh, it's all snowy this morning. So we go in the woods and it is so beautiful. And there's this uh, certain spot where I unleash him every time we're in there every day. <clears throat> and you know, when they take off uh, leash, no leash, uh, they're so, so happy. And mm-hmm. so we go, we, we hike for about, oh, probably about three quarters of a mile through the woods uh, with no leash. And it's really an enlightening experience for me because they are really smart dogs. I mean, most animals are really smart because they have to be smart to be able to survive and so what what they do is they they listen and they watch and they they kind of uh, breathe slowly and deeply because if you if you're breathing fast you're not hearing everything so and then breathing slowly and deeply slows down your heart rate so that's not a distraction as well and uh so we go out there and it's a very meditative 
experience for me. And uh, I just really appreciate what we can learn from our animals. I totally understand what you're saying. And I wish that uh, with our little dog, we could let her off leash more. Uh, she's kind of a runner. You know, she sees something, she's got to go after it. She thinks she's a hundred pound dog. Uh, but, <laughs> but Mojo, how did Mojo come into your life? It's uh, really funny because I've been with my girlfriend for 13 and a half years now. And three and a half years ago, she said, a little over that, she said, I'm going to get a dog. And that was just totally out of the blue. And I've always had dogs all through my life, but I hadn't had one for a long time. And she didn't have one. She has a couple of cats, but I'm going to get a dog. Oh, what kind? Uh, she called it a sheep-a-doodle. And sheep, <laughs> sheep, you know, sheep-a-doodle to me sounds kind of, well, it's not as good as sheep-dog-poodle <laughs> to me. So, okay, we're going to get a sheep-a-doodle. So we go over to Spokane. And, oh, my God, we we had named it already because, uh, oh, we, we just wanted it to be named. And so we're with some friends and we're, they were right there by the airport there in Spokane. Beautiful, sunny morning. And we're driving on the way to pick up our new puppy. What comes on the radio? Got my mojo rising. <laughs> I could not believe it. I mean, how often do you hear that song on the radio? Not very often. That's right. So that's that song comes on the radio, and it's just it it just kind of blew our minds. And then we we meet our puppy. That puppy is so incredibly cute, just a little fluff ball. And uh, so we got it in the. We I was driving an RV at that point. We got it in the RV and drove home and uh, it was a life changer, absolute life changer for me because uh, I've raised uh, seven kids wow. and had lots of pets over the years. But now the kids are all gone. The pets are all gone. Now I've got this new little boy, this, this little boy that I love. And my girlfriend is a little bit straight. She doesn't like to wrestle, you know, <laughs> things like that. And I love to wrestle. So now I've got somebody I can wrestle with and go run in the woods with. Uh, it, it really, really uh, woke up a lot of love in my heart. You know, I can hear it in your voice. Mojo is a huge part of your your life, and and I and I hear you about once the kids leave, it's it's uh, suddenly they kind of become your your secondary kids, if you will. Uh, Roger, thank you so much for talking with us today. Unfortunately, we're out of time here, but I'm going to definitely have you back because I want to hear about Mojo, and I also want to hear a little bit more about the work that you've done. Of course, any fans of Heart know a lot about your work: the great albums, the great songs. Music is clearly in your blood. And uh, I'd like to hear a little bit more about that. But uh, time has unfortunately gone a little little quick here today. And I'm wondering if I can have that honor to have you back on Celebrity Absolutely. Pass. Sure. Awesome. We'll talk more about Mojo and the music next time on Celebrity Pets, where you discover why the biggest celebrities in your life are often your furry friends. Team Doni Co. Celebrity Pets is supported in part by Jerry and Lois Photography, where memories and dreams take flight. Learn more at jerryandlois.com. Team Donico hopes you enjoyed this Celebrity Pets interview. Be sure to listen for more in our upcoming shows and log on to donico.org. That's D-O-N-E-Y-C-O-E.org to learn even more ways to help animals in need. 